All right, welcome back to another Smack Talk Live as we set up our very first weekly preview coming up later this week tonight. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we'll do SmackDown Raw and the Roadblock pay-per-view all in one Christmas little bow just in case you missed it. Tony Colombo, what are we talking about today? So, Dennis, today um, I thought that, and I think that you do too, we wanted to dedicate it dedicate an episode to the Charlotte Flair Sasha Banks feud now that ha- that it has come to an official end after seeing what happened on Raw last night and like you just said we will have a full on roadblock slash raw slash smackdown review of everything that happened in the WWE this week. Uh, coming up a little bit later tonight or first thing tomorrow morning. But this feud was the was a giant focus of 2016 and has been labeled by many as the greatest women's feud of all time. It's been labeled by many as putting women's wrestling either back on the map or on the map, depending on who you are listening to. And so... We thought it was important that we dedicate an episode to that feud and our thoughts on it. So, oh. first of all, let's get started by just I w- let's each give a quick uh, our our quick overall thoughts on the feud in general. Would you like you me to go ahead. first? You go ahead. Yeah, you know, you go ahead. I bought hook, line, and sinker into what the WWE was selling me. This is, you know, trendsetters are going to revolutionize women's wrestling. As you started before we even hit record, you know, they they were the main event of the very first Raw. They transcend what women were allowed to do. I mean, hell in the cell. Who could forget what a few weeks ago where he had the bank statement in the middle of the railing? In the middle of the crowd? I mean, sure, it got a little repetitive. And I'm slightly sad it ended because I loved where it was going, where I, I was swerved. I, I bit hook, line, and sinker that Charlotte wanted her daddy back at, towards the end of this feud. And I feel, felt like that was something that could have been explored and even you know could have stretched this feud out a little bit longer. That This was great. And now... Did the wrestling get boring a little bit? Sure, but that's why they allowed them to do the Hell in the Cell and the Iron Man match to spice it up, and it worked for me, Tony. It worked. You and I couldn't be more opposite on our thoughts on this feud, which is why I wanted to do this podcast. We did not talk about this ahead of time. No. I just know you, and I knew that I... I guessed that we would be different, but it's so funny, everything you just said. I disagree with everything you just said, and even the part that you, the one part that you said was the bad part is the only part that I thought was any good, which was the wrestling. I never thought the wrestling got boring. I know you didn't say it, it was bad. You said it got a little bit boring. I don't think the wrestling got boring at all. In fact, the wrestling, the actual in-ring wrestling, was the only thing about this feud that was any good. I was, I don't, I did not think this could go on any longer. I was done with this feud weeks ago. 
I'm sick of seeing these two and only these two being on TV on Raw. The entire women's division was put on hold just for these two. And I thought the creative in this feud was terrible. Nothing. This is nothing against the two superstars. Charlotte and Sasha are great. Charlotte might be the best physical women's wrestler we've ever seen. They both are. They both pull off incredible performances in the ring, but the writing, the creative, was just abysmal. And it ended on a new low at Roadblock with Sasha Banks tapping out with two seconds to go. So just a quick, I'll, I'll go through. I'll go through it really quick. My my headline issues with the feud. One, the hot shotting of the title. I, I, I thought it was hilarious when Big E said on Raw um, last night, which again, we will get into the Raw review in the next episode, but when he said that by this time next year, Charlotte Flair will have Ric Flair, will tie Ric Flair's record for most title reigns hmm. because she's now been women's champion Four times, and that's four times in one year, and less than one year. Four times. Sasha has been champion three times. Sasha's been champion three times. She's never successfully defended the title. Unless there was some random defense on Raw that I'm forgetting, I don't believe that she ever defended the title. I don't think she ever had the title for more than two weeks, which is horrible, ridiculous. Terrible writing, terrible booking. And then for it to end the way it ended at Roadblock with Sasha two seconds away from winning. Staring at the clock as it ticks down. She's been in the figure four for almost two minutes. She knows... She's, Michael Cole even made reference to how she was watching the clock, watching the time tick down, or trying to hold on. And then with two seconds to go, they have her tap. That's the move. That's the call from creative. Stare at the clock until there's two seconds on the clock and then tap and give your title away. I didn't even watch the quote-unquote overtime period because I was so disgusted and so angry. I fast-forwarded into the main event, which we'll get into that when we do our uh, roadblock review. But I thought, what a fitting, crap way to end this terribly written view. So, so I, I'm so glad it's over. Hang, hang on. So your issue is not with the mic work, not with the ring work, not even with the performances of the women themselves, but from outside political aspects that the two cannot control? Um, for the most part. I don't think that I don't think that either of them are as good on the mic as people say they are. I think Charlotte's better. I think Charlotte can be one of the best heels. She does some amazing heel work. She also from time to time gets a little bit cringy. She's she's either spectacular or cringy. Sasha is always sort of middle of the road. Um, I don't think that she's... I think that her mic skills 
could use some work. But you are correct in saying that my primary issue with this feud was the way it was written, the creative behind the feud is what I have a problem with. Would you say that they saved it, though, in the booking and advertising of the match, setting it up? No. No? No. No. Because, see, that's where I thought they did a great job. I mean, they had me buy into the the first women hell in the cell. And, sure, there were some questionable endings. But, you know, you had the injury that that derailed her. And I thought that added a little something to it. I was okay with that. Uh, You know, the way the match ended, I wonder if, if if they're setting up an overall story. Like, down the line, when she comes back, because these two will revisit, where when they come back, you're going to have the, you know, the Sasha couldn't do it. The Sasha couldn't hang on aspect. And, you know, she's now the underdog. And I'm wondering if that's what they're setting up. Well, I I don't know if they're setting that up. If but they, I don't want to see that. If, <laughs> if, if they so, were, let I'm me so sick of them. Really? But, uh, if they were setting yeah. that up, would you have? Would you go back and retrospect and maybe sign off a little bit more than on this feud? No, no. There's nothing that I. There's nothing that they can do that will make four title changes in six months okay. I, there, there's nothing they can do that will save. The, there's nothing they can do to correct. Sasha tapping with two seconds to go, um, two seconds away from holding on to her title. If, I, I disagree. Just that moment. Go back to that moment for a second. If, you, if, you, if the call is to have Charlotte destroy Sasha's knee and then finally get the figure four or figure eight locked in with about 20 seconds to go and she just torques it just slams it on, and Sasha's writhing in pain and not looking at the clock and doesn't realize how close she is and taps. I, I'm still I'm still pissed, but I'm not nearly as pissed as let's have her put it on half-ass for two minutes, have Sasha stare at the clock for two minutes, have the crowd... Counting down, full throat, 10, 9, 8, and then her tap with two seconds to go. There's nothing they can do in the future to make that okay. Um, I, writing, the writing was just terrible. I agree that I hated the way that ended. Yes, but you know what? The title changes didn't bother me because it told a story, and it, and it showed that they were pretty equal. But whatever you could do, Charlotte could do slightly better, which to me sets up the underdog role, which I think Sasha plays perfect. I, I was okay with I that. Do, I don't think that's where they're going. Maybe that is where they're going. Uh, and I guess if they are going to go somewhere with them, I guess that's about as good as you can make it. But I think in the end, I think I think before they meet again, I think Sasha will be a heel. I don't think they're... I think eventually Sasha turns heel fused with Bailey at some point down the road. Um, I mean, obviously it's not next. The next feud for Sasha is going to be Nia Jax, and Bailey is now going to step into the Charlotte um, feud and be on that on that main event level, which is 
thank God, we finally got some more women involved. And, and so the hot shotting of the title and the lack of other women doing anything on Raw, I think are the, well, maybe not these two, but two of the biggest issues I had viewed overall. There were weeks and weeks on Raw since that first one after the brand split that you mentioned earlier when Sasha won the title for the first time. There were episode after episode that would not have any other women matches, female matches on it besides Charlotte and Sasha. And then you have announcers and other and other uh, analysts talking about how these two have resurrected the women's division. There was no women's division during this feud. There was no women's division on Raw during this feud. At least now they've already, not that they've split them up, at least now there's two feuds going on because Nia Jax took up issue with, with Sasha and Bailey came out to confront Charlotte. So thank God now at least there's two storylines happening in the women's division. But there, this, through the entirety of this feud, there wasn't even a secondary storyline. There were weeks that would go by where other women performers weren't even getting on television. Bailey wasn't even getting on television. Nia Jax wasn't getting on television. Maybe one of them would have a 30-second backstage segment, but they certainly weren't getting matches. So I don't see how they can be resurrecting the women's division when there's no other women getting on television. I thought, I think that, and we've had this discussion and it will continue, I think that SmackDown has got it all over Raw as far as storytelling. SmackDown's issues is they don't have the talent that Raw has. The talent is there, particularly with these two women, Sasha and Charlotte. Amazing performers, but just the feud, I can't listen to people talk about how great this feud was and how it, what it did for women's wrestling and how it's feud of the year. My grade for this feud is no joke and F. Because, because it could have been so much better. It should have been an A. And because of how much they botched the creative, I honestly would give this feud an F. I, That's my rant. Go ahead. I, I cannot disagree uh, with you more. It could have ended better. <laughs> I will I will I will concede that I wish it would have ended better. Um I, I think it could have gone on a little bit longer if you added a, a X factor, another person, something different in. But the one thing you said is we want to wrap this up is yeah. I think Sasha Banks should be a heel. 100%. This boss character, the thing that she has, does not work for me as a face. I'm with you. I think that she does great work as a heel. She did, if you're familiar at all with the NXT stuff, um, she is great as a heel. And she couldn't be in this feud. I understand that because I think Charlotte she still is a could great have. heel, too. I think you uh, could have had this amazing yeah. heel versus heel feud. Yeah, you know, but you know what? That's a, that's another thing about WWE creative. They don't do that. They don't do heel versus heel. They don't do face versus face. That's another negative 
predictable thing about the creative, particularly again on Raw, and that brand on the red brand, that they just don't do it. So you knew if they're going to have this feud, one of them has to be a face and one of them has to be a heel. They're not going to do it the other way. All right, and as we wrap this up, because I know your time restraints, let me ask you, and I'll answer myself, but I'm going to ask you first. You're the booker. Everything up until Roadblock was set in stone. How do you end Roadblock and split them apart? Um, well, we're already at that point where the title switched hands three or four times. And we're, we're already there. Everything that's happened has yeah. happened except for Roadblock. How do you end Roadblock but, then? Okay, if you want, if you want Charlotte to walk out as champion then you do the end that I said earlier. You you end it in regulation, not in overtime, with Sasha tapping. You can still have her tap in the final seconds, but she can't be staring at the clock, and she can't have been in the hold for two full minutes. Um, it's got to be a situation where the, 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 she gets it rich. She's died, tied, and... Charlotte goes for it at the end and wrenches the figure four on about 20 or 30 seconds to go. And Sasha's thrashing around, not looking at the clock, and taps out and then realizes the heartbreak of, oh, my God, I just tapped out with two seconds to go. I can't believe this has happened. So that, you know, whatever that. Or just let Sasha, for God's sakes, let her have one single title defense. And then have somebody, and then have somebody come out and target Charlotte Flair. That even 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 though she's not the champion at the moment, she's still considered the top of that division. So have Nia Jax or somebody come out either after the match or the next night on Raw and target Charlotte, and so that way Charlotte's not exactly giving up on her title reign, but she's been. Um, confronted or challenged by somebody else and that and that temporarily distracts her until she can deal with that situation and get things back on Sasha. So oh. one of those two ways, depending on who you want to have the title, but it, to me, it, it was already a mess going into Roadblock, so at that point it's nearly impossible to save. Uh, you know, I'm kind of with you. I would have booked it either that way where she, she doesn't realize she taps. And not only does she have the heartbreak of losing, but she looks up at the clock and sees two seconds. I, I don't want her yeah. to see it, yeah. but I want that heartbreak. And maybe that's how you turn her heel is she snaps and just attacks Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. But in my other mind, I think maybe you have it end. The, the 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 typical what made Stone Cold Steve Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin where he lost without tapping he passed out from the pain yeah and, and I yeah, think I'm all right with that I one. think I think that's how you end it and then maybe as as Charlotte Flair is celebrating you have Nia Jax come out and just whoop her a little bit more mm-hmm. and and that's how I would have ended that feud for now. Yeah, maybe as, as as Charlotte is celebrating, Naya comes out and says something like, listen, I just want to tell you uh, that, um, you know, I just, want to, I just want to say thank you for swatting that little bug 
And then and then when Charlotte's like, oh, yeah, good, finally, somebody's showing me some respect. And, you know, then Naya says something like, you know, but now you have to deal with me. Yeah. Boxer. And, uh, and starts that feud. Um, uh, yeah. But like I said, once you've already changed the title to him four times, uh, it was going into roadblock. It was already a mess. And uh, just my last point, don't keep telling us that it's the last match and then having more matches. Don't have Mick Foley come out and say, we, we, we're wrapping this up tonight. Falls count anywhere, no disqualification. You guys won last match. <laughs> and then put them on the next pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I just, the writing is so, the, the writing was so frustratingly bad. I, All the way through. I can't argue with that little uh, tidbit that you threw out. I, 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 I kind of was like, oh, wow. I guess we got two different meanings of last match. Oh. Right, exactly. But no, um, exactly. if, if I had to grade it, I would grade it a B. It wasn't match of, yeah. it wasn't feud of the year. It was a amazing feud in my mind. There's some highlights that stuck out, and maybe, and maybe I would love to see this become an elimination chamber match. I want a break from these two for a while. No, but I mean, now it will be. It will be a big deal when they finally meet again because of all this history and everything they've gone through. But you tease but if it. they're meeting again. If they're meeting again and then any time, I, I think you've got to go 12 months before you put them back out there together. I, um, if at least six months. If they're back in the ring in three or four months, uh, too soon. Nope, I agree. Um, but I'd like to see a couple teasers here and there throughout the next year. Maybe a couple, we almost crossed past an elimination chamber. Maybe, you know one's going to the ring as one's coming back and they eye each other. Or there's yeah. about to be a backstage squabble and boom, someone else jumps in. I, I, I want to see more of that to keep me entertained and intrigued on this as as we move forward. But, Tony, I think I think we said all that needs to be said about this feud this time around. Yes, yes, I, I agree. And, again, don't go far because we will have a full roadblock review along with the fallout from the Raw immediately following Roadblock. And we'll take all that, and we will compare it to SmackDown that happened this week as well and sort of review the entire three-day process of WWE programming and our overall thoughts on the pay-per-view and this week's Raw and SmackDown. So definitely keep it here. Uh, my name is Tony Colombo. Follow me on Twitter at Tony Colombo 971 at Tony Colombo 971. Also, if you're not there now, you can just a reminder, you can hear all of our podcasts on the website 971talk.com slash Colombo, my last name, 971talk.com slash Colombo. And for my partner, Dennis Farrell, Dennis, how do they follow everything that you do you can uh, find me on twitter at dennis 77 farrell uh facebook friend request me dennis farrell f-a-r-r-e-l-l and find me where tony is that's the best way to do it and uh that's where you can put your input and uh we'll be incorporating more fan input into the podcast as we move on tony we did it
We did it. We it, did it. In we, our, I knew we would fight. I knew. I'm so glad we didn't talk about this feud together until this moment because I knew we would have such opposite opinions. I hope uh, I, everybody listening is probably either Team Tony or Team Dennis at this point uh, as far as this feud is concerned because I think that the, that most fans either loved this feud or hated this feud. I don't think there's very many people in the middle. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast. Stick around. We'll have another one for you coming up right away. And uh, for Dennis Farrell, my name is Tony Colombo. We'll talk to you next time on Smack Talk Live. Thanks, guys.